you are listening to the India Chalo podcast where each episode we talk to a traveler about their journey across India to give you our listeners a sneak peek into what India has to offer for your next trip stay tuned hello there fellow travelers namaste and welcome to another episode of the India Chalo podcast i am your host rohan thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the show I'm so excited and I can't wait for you to explore Kerala with today's guest. Today I'm speaking with Khyati Malu. Khyati is a digital marketer based out of Mumbai. She went on a 7-day trip to Kerala and just the sights that she covered in the trip were truly breathtaking. From exploring museums to Kathakali dances to Kerala's signature massages to exploring sunset views in the backwaters. It was just an absolute treat speaking to Khyati about a trip and I'm sure you our listeners will get a lot of value for your next trip from Khyati's perspective. And without much further ado, I now bring you Khyati Malu. I'm here with Khyati. Khyati, welcome to the India Chalo podcast. I'm so excited and glad that we got to do this. Thank you Rohan. I'm super excited to be on the show as well. This is a great time to be on the show considering I'm locked down. Absolutely. So what yeah. best time to talk about my travels than this? Absolutely. We'll give our listeners something to look forward to post yeah. the lockdown. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, tell tell our listeners something about yourself before we get into the itinerary and details of your trips. Just tell our listeners where you're from, what do you do and what brought you here? Right so I am originally from Bhilwara it's a town in Rajasthan but at the moment I'm living in Bombay I uh-huh. am a full time marketer a digital marketer to be very specific and a part time traveler uh-huh. um I'm super passionate about travel writing and I have my own blog if I'm not making a marketing plan or if I'm not traveling I'd be scuba diving somewhere in a remote island wow. or perhaps reading a book with like a really strong black coffee wow <laughs> yeah That sounds like a true traveler in all sorts of ways. So, yes. what got you into traveling in the first place? When did you first begin traveling? Uh, right. So, I mean, as as a family, we used to take a lot of trips. My father loves road trips, so we've been mm-hmm. taking a lot of road trips around Rajasthan or even as far as Kashmir, for that matter. Okay. But you know, uh, in 2014 is when everything changed for me. I was planning a trip with my friends since the longest, but none of the trips were sort of coming through either because you know in africa ebola hit at the same time my right. visa got rejected right. at one of the places uh-huh. and you know then suddenly all of my friends just were busy so you know the schedules weren't matching so it was a random you know night in 2014 at about 11 o'clock if i'm not wrong i was browsing for instagram and i came across this beautiful photo of phong nha cave which is in vietnam mm-hmm. and i was just so thrilled by the photo i had to do my research as to where is it and all of that and by 2 a.m i had booked my tickets to vietnam and i had given the visa application as well since it was all online right and yeah that's how my first ever solo trip out of india happened uh and there was no going back from there i think after that i've been traveling rigorously and religiously and by myself most of it so yeah wow that's that exciting that i think started. vietnam for your first solo trip that must be yeah. super exciting so It was that your first was that your first solo trip ever or uh... 
Yes, it was. I mean, I, I wouldn't count going to my nani's place by myself ah, as a solo trip, you know. Absolutely. So I, I believe that was in all entirety my first ever trip out of India by myself, and mm-hmm. it was it was a fifteen day trip. So I wouldn't call count it as a short trip either. Mm-hmm. So it it really taught me a lot. So yeah, that. Is that when your blogging also began, or did that yeah. come at a much later stage? So uh, I used to write anyway, uh, although I never thought of publishing my blog. So I mm-hmm. had written, you know, a small essay on my Vietnam trip and sent it to my friends, emailed it to my nana nani and all of that. Mm-hmm. And my friends were after my life to start blogging, though I had no idea how it worked. You know, the technicalities of it. So another trip happened in, uh, you know, next year I went to Sri Lanka, and after that my friends just told me they. They put their foot down and they said, "You need to write. Like you need to publish it out there and give it to the world." Okay. So that's when it started. Yeah. So I have my Vietnam stuff also there, um, and yeah. After that, I've been blogging about uh, every everything that I travel. Like every time I travel. Yeah. That's awesome, and I've read a lot of your blogs, and I would highly highly recommend this to our listeners. So do so check out our show notes for links to Kathy's blog. So. Kathy, which place are you taking us to today? Well, uh, I'm going to take you guys to the one and only God's own country. Yes, we're going to Kerala. Wow, awesome! Yeah. So, how did you decide to go there in the first place? It's a funny story, actually. I mean, uh, I used to live in Bangalore back then, and you know, it was it was that long weekend, the second October weekend. So, mm-hmm. I, I had about seven days if I added a couple of holidays here and there. And I was completely burned out. I really wanted to relax and just, you know, just be. I didn't want to do anything super adventurous or anything of that sort. So, okay. I I am a foodie, and since I moved to Bangalore, I had been eating a lot of South Indian food, and I I'd, I'd uh-huh. fallen in love with it. So there was this, you know, this local restaurant in Bangalore where I always used to go for their appamans too, which is delicacy from Kerala. And I was eating that appamans too, and I was just thinking, where can I go? Where can I go? I'm googling every place and all of that, and I'm having this last bite of the stew, and I'm thinking, hey, why don't I just go to Kerala and you know actually go there and eat the food there? Because I really did not want to do anything hectic during that trip, right? I just wanted to sit, eat, relax, and just be. So yeah, and Kerala has some great massages, so I think it was just perfect uh, match for me for those seven days. So Absolutely, yeah, that's how I Kerala think. happened. At, I think getting the authentic experience also mattered yeah. there. Yeah. So, what time of the year did you visit, and uh, how was the weather there when you went? I went in uh, end of September, early October. Uh, the weather was um, slightly humid. There were uh, some light showers as well, but mm-hmm. uh, nothing, nothing too major. The good thing is it wasn't too hot. Uh, okay. So, I believe September to Feb is a really good time to go there in case anybody is planning to visit. Yeah. Okay, and you started from Mumbai, I imagine. No, I started from Bangalore. That is Bangalore. When I used to okay. live in Bangalore. Yeah. Okay, and you took a flight to uh, which place? Uh, to Cochin. Cochin. So okay. I took a flight to Cochin. From there, I took a Zoom car, a self-drive car, and mm-hmm. I I did a road trip around the place. I I had only seven days though, and believe me, seven days is a very short time to see most of Kerala. So I really? managed okay. to go. Yeah, it is. Believe me. I mean, I really thought seven days is a lot. But uh, when I when I ended up there, I I could only really go to three major places, and there is a lot more that I wish I could have done. Yeah. 
Wow, that's amazing. So yeah. let's go through each of these three places. So after you landed in uh, Cochin, Cochin, um, where yeah. do you go next? So I spent two days in Cochin, and mm-hmm. then I moved to Thekkadi, mm-hmm. uh, where I spent three days. Then I did a short trip to Kumarokom, which was sudden, which wasn't really planned. Uh, it's just about an hour from Cochin if I'm driving down. So I thought okay. I might as well go there and, you know, experience some backwaters of Kerala. So yeah, these are the three, three places I went to. Okay, great. So let's start with uh, what can you expect a traveler to do in Cochin, first of all. Take right. us through what we would do for one or two days there. Right. So, uh, Cochin is a great place if you love art, galleries, and, um, uh, you know, museums, and generally into an artsy scene. It has some of the best galleries there. To name some that I had visited, there is Darbar Hall Art Gallery, the String Museum, which is about music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, music lovers are definitely going to enjoy that. Uh, there is another gallery called the David Hall Art Cafe, which okay. was a bonus is that the place has some great pizza as well so you know if you really don't care about the art you should definitely go there for the pizza it it was amazing Mm -hmm. um one of the best pizzas believe me okay so yeah so that apart from apart from the art and uh you know art in the sports coaching area there is a bit of history involved as well Uh, there are a few museums in coaching which if you know museum lovers love it um There is a bit of history about the Chinese nets, which are there, which, which you know, fishermen, local fishermen use uh, to catch their fish. So it, it is a great experience just to look them, look at them, you know, fish and, you know, how they, the whole process. It's really, it's a simple machine, but it was just a beautiful experience to just, you know, have these local fishermen uh, do their job just to look at it. Right. So that was great. Mm-hmm. The other great thing in Cochin was just to walk around the Fort Cochin area. There are okay. some beautiful cafes, really old churches uh, lined with a lot of coconut trees. So it was a beautiful, uh, you know, almost like a Goa vibe, considering most of us have been to Goa. So I Interesting. Okay. That, okay. Yeah. So that's a great in Cochin. If, if when it comes to food, one I highly recommend this cafe called Kashi Art Cafe. Okay. Another art cafe, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's a great place to have, you know, breakfast. And uh, if you don't want to try some authentic cuisine, you can have, you know, your English breakfast there. It, it was a great experience. That sounds really incredible. And uh, yeah. how did you travel to all these places? Uh, are there enough travel options available within the city? Yes, Cochin is quite well connected when it comes to local transport uh, internally. Mm-hmm. There is okay. your Uber and Olas and there are uh, local, uh, you know, rickshaws as well. So it wasn't mm-hmm. an issue at all. And, you know, once you get to Fort Cochin, you can just walk everywhere. So okay. it's just a matter of getting there and then you can walk at most of the places. It's, and I'll, I'll recommend walking, honestly. Okay, that's just good. To soak in the entire, you know, vibe. Right. And uh, you also mentioned some experiences with the fishermen, whether it be the museums. So I imagine there must be tour guides available as well in these places. Yes, 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 there are. There are, you know, in fact, once you enter Fort Cochin area, the, there is in the middle of the area, there is a park. You can mm-hmm. easily get there uh, just by asking directions. Chances are, you know, your rickshawalas will just drop you there. Uh, the moment you get down, there will be a lot of guides just coming your way up you to you know uh, take you around 
so it wasn't that difficult although it is also not very difficult to just maneuver your way by yourself because that's what okay. i did okay um you know a simple google search will also help you get there and in the museum everything is very self explanatory even in the art galleries everything is very self explanatory so one may not necessarily need a guide to understand most of it yeah got it okay okay right so and um, just to add one more thing over there most of the stays especially the stay that i stayed in uh, have these brochures right where there mm-hmm. all the points of interest are written down there okay so you can just pick and choose and you can go just take a city map and go around it's it's an experience that's cool i think for budget travelers and uh, solo travelers i think this is a great option so yep. tell us about the next place you visited right after which i moved on to thekadi it was i mean as since i mentioned i had the zoom car a self drive car it took okay. me about 7 hours to get to thekadi that oh, is also okay. because i mean i stopped in between uh, you know for for a break just you know taking photos around the way because everywhere okay. is okay. It's so beautiful right uh, so yeah and so thekadi is also the place where we have uh, the pariyar national park Mm-hmm. it is a great place to go in case you is if any of your listeners are wildlife lovers you know they'd love it if they go wow, to periyar okay. national park okay right yeah so thekadi is like right in the middle of uh, national park so it's like in the middle of nowhere it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's a very small town so you wouldn't see a lot of buildings now if you're going to thekadi the transport is a tad bit difficult because you won't get your ola and uber Mm-hmm. There are a few options locally, uh, like your uh, rickshaws and your uh, the place that you're staying at. They can arrange for a transport. Uh, but it's again, it's a very small town. So if you don't mind walking, then you can just walk around everywhere. It's really not that difficult. So um, in Thakuri, like I mentioned, Periyar National Park is one of the major attractions. Right. The other two things that I did was uh, I watched a show of Kathakali and Kalyari Pachu. I'm sorry okay, if I'm not pronouncing right. it exactly right, but yeah. So I was saying, uh, yeah. So these things were uh, my major, you know, uh, experiences in Thakuri. The okay. other thing that I did was uh, took a amazing uh, Kerala Ayurvedic massage <laughs> because oh, that's wow. what I wanted okay. to go there for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think Kerala is uh, popular for that, especially. Yes. And which place did you go for that? So I was staying at this place called um, Portico by uh, Sarovar. Um, okay, I'm not sure right. if it's a popular property or whatever, but uh-huh. it was a beautiful property. And you know, their the the massage I took it there at their spa, and it was a great experience. I highly recommend it. That's great. So apart from that, in the national park, what are the sites to see there? Uh, right. So you know, in the national park, there is this. Uh, There's a lake in the middle of the national park. That's where most of the tourists really go because the sightings are the highest there. You can sight it. Uh, you may not really sight a big cat, but then you know, apart from these lions and tigers, there's so much more to see in a forest. Right. In, right. In fact, the national park is even bigger, right? Mm-hmm. So just the experience of being in in the national park is surreal. You will spot a lot of wild elephants. Uh, I even spotted some um, alligators mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, In fact, if I'm not wrong, there were a lot of bison as well. So that's what wow. I spotted okay. in the national okay. park. Yeah. And you can spend an entire day in the national park, or is that a half day tour? I I don't think a half day tour is enough. You can 
I mean, because even if you spend the entire day, you'll have to get out of the national park by five o'clock if I'm not wrong. Okay. Okay. So I think you can just really go in the morning. Uh, that's a great time to go near the lake because even uh, it, it's not too hot, right? Mm-hmm. So it's easier for people before the sun comes out to just go and experience the national park. Come back. Okay. Okay. And then you know, do your uh, either Kathakali show or your Kalyari Patu show in the afternoon, mm-hmm. and then. Later on, ends the day with probably a massage, so it it'll be a nice experience that way. That's great. So take us through the next place you visited. Uh, the next one was Kumarakom. Like I said, it was detour. I hadn't planned to go there, but uh, Kerala is like most of us know. Kerala is known for its backwaters, right? So right. I couldn't go all the way to LP, which is where most of the tourists uh, flock to go to do the backwaters. Right. Right. But then, I mean, I did a quick reading, and I found out Kumarakom is uh, not too far away from Cochin. So, in mm-hmm. case people don't have a lot of time, it's a great uh, place to go. It is as beautiful as Alipi, and the best part is it is not as crowded. So, the back backwaters is uh, is a surreal and not so many tourists. So, okay. you know, it's just so much more cleaner in in like very bluntly put, you know. So I drove from Tekkeri to uh, Kumarakom. Uh, I didn't stay over. Uh, I just had a nice meal at one of the restaurants in Kumarakom called the Kumarakom okay. Lake Resort. There are plenty of options there, so it shouldn't be an issue. I took a backwater uh, houseboat ride. People wow. can stay okay. over as well okay. uh, in the houseboat. But I decided to just take a sunset ride and and then head over to Cochin because I had a flight to catch. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned this to be an alternative to Alipay, so yes. I assume there must not be many travelers or tour guides there, right? No, there aren't. Yes. So okay. if you are planning to do it all by yourself, it's mm-hmm. completely fine. Or if you're staying over at a resort or a hotel which is giving you most of the you know uh, facilities, it's great. But you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, when I went there, I entered into Kumarakom. I really thought I wouldn't be able to go through the backwaters ride, but there was just so many boats parked around when I entered that area. So I mm-hmm. thought I'll just go to the dock and ask around if you know I can take a ride. And it was really easy. There were so many boats around, and one of the guys just told me, "Yes, you know what? You can do it. There's a sunset ride, um, and you know it's about an hour or so. You can just come along and do that." And that's about it. it it wasn't very difficult to talk to them at all they were really helpful and yeah. how are the i imagine the views must be breathtaking from the sunset tours oh yes it was it was super super pretty um, you know the entire backwaters experience that i've been you know grown up hearing about from kerala it was right. surreal to actually you know witness it in some sense and uh, the sunset tour was really nice specifically because you know the sun setting while the you know by the horizon with all these beautiful coconut trees around and luckily there were like i think there were just two more houseboats uh, while i okay. was uh, okay. riding so it you know even the scene wasn't that crowded so that really uh, took my heart away that's great that's great kathy now uh, you mentioned a couple of different experiences you mentioned museums in cochin and mm-hmm. the backwaters and uh, staying in the middle of nowhere so you must have had some experiences with different cultures different people so tell us some if you have any particular incident in mind some memorable incident uh, that that had a different culture than you imagined of kerala um i'm not sure if 
you know, call it culture, but I, I suppose it falls there. I remember uh, the Kathakali show, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in Thakkadi, it, it was something I just stumbled upon because I thought, okay, I have an extra date fill. What do I do? And there was this really tiny, you know, stage. It wasn't, and it was not one of those um, well-built buildings or beautiful entrances, nothing of that sort. It was a very local, tiny stage. And I wasn't too sure in the beginning if how how would that be with, you know, those plastic Nikamal chairs just to put uh-huh. there and uh, tone curtains and all of that. But I thought, okay, you know what, might as well just do it because I've come all the way here. So let's do it. And I was a little early for the show. I think I'd gone there 20, 20 minutes or so early and I was just sitting there and I saw the artist getting ready. And, the, you know, they were putting this makeup, they were wearing all these heavy jewelry and heavy costumes. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it was just a very nice experience to see how these people have their day jobs, but they're still trying to keep their culture alive by doing these one, you know, uh, early shows twice a day, just mm-hmm. so they can, you know, reach out to all the people who are visiting Kerala and show them a bit of their life. I loved every bit of the show and uh, they, they, in fact, you know, uh, they made sure that all the people are a part of it. Give them a trick or two. So it was a great experience. Yeah. That's great. I think a lot of travelers will want to have that sort of experience, experiencing yeah. different cultures and theaters and whatnot. So, Kathy, if I were to ask you, name one place from each of these three locations, uh, what would you say? Right. So, uh, for Cochin, I. I believe I forgot to mention, but there are, it's, Kerala is known for its spices. Uh, I visited one of the warehouse, uh, spice warehouse. It was a very good experience to see all of these spices and, you know, just the process of how they are, you know, manufactured and sort of put together. Right. Uh, it was a great uh, experience talking to the warehouse person as well. So that I recommend and coaching. Uh, the Kathakali show and Kalyari Patiu for sure in Thakkadi. It was mm-hmm. mesmerizing. And in Kumarukum, the backwaters to take a ride along the backwaters. Awesome. That's great. So, Kathy, if I were to ask you, what would you recommend a budget traveler visiting Kerala? How, how much budget should he, should he or she keep aside for the trip? Right. So, uh, since I traveled there by myself in a self-drive car, um, mm-hmm. you know, I ended up spending about twenty-five to 30000 but okay. you know, if you, it's a group of friends who is traveling together, then they uh, they can divide the cost of the car specifically and the accommodation very well. So I think a budget traveler can do it in much cheaper uh, price. And if you're traveling by yourself and you still want to do it at much lesser than what I did it for, uh, I suggest just take the public transport. Okay. It is uh, not very difficult. Uh, you may lose a couple of hours here and there, you know, because uh, in, when you have a self-drive car, you can just go around on your own whims and fancies but if you're really tight on budget you can take up the public transport and do it so like a good 20 grand keep it aside and that's about it that's that's the highest that you can uh do that the trip that i did for that's great i think that's a very enticing budget for a yeah. budget solo traveler so kathy any last advice for travelers visiting kerala what should they keep in mind uh, one thing is go at the right time, Kerala. Uh, the weather is quite extreme. It can either be extremely hot and humid or it can be super uh, rainy. Okay. So you don't want to go in one of those weathers. So go between September to Feb, but with global warming, you never know. So always keep check the weather before booking your flight. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's definitely one. Um, the other thing is, um, 
you know if you're not very tight on budget try and take a self drive car or one of those taxis with a uh, driver it really uh-huh. helps you make your plans uh, easy and you can just go with the flow these two definitely okay awesome kathy thank you so much for coming on the india chulo podcast where can our listeners keep track of your adventures going forward Well, I blog uh, at www.khatimalu.com. That's pretty. That's pretty easy. That's my name. Uh, right. Also, uh, they can follow my journey on Instagram. Uh, again, my handle is the same as my blog. It's khatimalu. So yeah. There. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much, Khati. It was really exciting learning more about Kerala and your adventures there. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It was great speaking to you. Right, same here, Aaron. Uh, it was amazing being on the show. Thanks a lot for giving me this opportunity. So I'm glad I could actually go back to my Kerala memories just because of this podcast. So thanks a lot. Thank you. And where are you going post the lockdown, anyways? I wish I. I mean, I had plans to go to Spain in September. I don't think that's happening oh, wow. anytime okay. soon. Okay. So so I suppose uh, I once coronavirus is over, I'll probably go somewhere. I think Spain and Portugal for sure. I have been scuba dived in a long time, so I'd want to do that. Okay, great. So I'll have to have you on the podcast then as well. I'd love to be there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Yati. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Rohan. If you enjoyed my conversation with Kathy and want to listen to more such episodes from the show, do subscribe to our channels. We are on Spotify, Castbox, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to the show. We'd also love to get to know you better, get to know about your adventures, about your journeys across India. So do give us a shout out. We are on Instagram at India Chalo. You can also follow us there for regular updates on our future episodes. We'd love to get to know you better. Stay tuned.